Hey there, welcome to the Unlimited Podcast. My name's James Marriott. Thank you for joining us today as we delve once again into the business world of South Yorkshire. Now, it's August 2022, and we all know what August means. Of course, it's the start of the football season. And what a summer of sport we've had already with the lionesses and everything else that's been going on. So how do we mark such an occasion? Well, I went along to the Fan Cave, which is on the lanes in Meadowhall, and they specialise in authentic signed memorabilia. We're going to chat to Dan, who set up the business in just a moment. The Unlimited podcast is recorded, edited and produced by WeAreSoundMedia.com and hosted on Captivate. .fm, the easiest way to host your podcast. Now let's head to Meadowhall and to the Fan Cave. Hi, I'm Dan Hoyland. I'm the Managing Director at the Fan Cave. Uh, which, is, which is where we are right now, inside the Fan Cave. And it seems like an appropriate month for us to be doing this with uh, obviously England winning the Euros, uh, football season's just restarted. We've got the World Cup coming up. We've got the Commonwealth Games on the go at the moment. So um, this is a good place to be because we are surrounded by memorabilia, not just sporting memorabilia, but you have got a fair amount of it. So I'm looking at, we've got a signed, is that a Chris Waddle shirt there? Yep. We've got a couple of Tottenham shirts. There's an England shirt with uh, Paul Gascoigne's signature on it and loads of other clubs as well. So, yeah, tell us about the Fan Cave. So, the Fan Cave initially started off, it used to be a company I ran on myself, really, on my own. And it used to be an evening with, that's how I started off. We used to do um, events and we started off with Ron Atkinson. And it's the traditional thing, everyone will have known him, £50 and you get like a meal and you get to have a story from Ron and a comedian. And it started off like that, but it, it, it quickly became apparent it was too saturated as a market. And everyone was doing it, and it, it's difficult to become a full-time profession. And I was always told that retail for memorabilia wasn't really a, a thing. It, it's not something anyone had been successful with. Lots of people had tried and failed. Um, and there aren't actually many retail stores in shopping centres. There's only two or three I can think of uh, across the country that have been there for a while. So basically, I, t- I took a gamble. I took a gamble. I spoke to British Land, uh, various shops on the lanes, which are to support small businesses, became available. And we kind of just dove in straight away and gave it a go. Initially, it was just a case of, of doing sailor return before I had any income or contacts in the in the industry and doing sailor return on, on Facebook and Instagram and different markets, really. And it's just kind of evolved from there. It, it is the kind of thing that when I think about kind of like, you know, sporting memorabilia and kind of things that are signed, be, be them shirts, be them photos, be them kind of frames from films i probably think oh well ebay is where you mm. you traditionally go to kind of get that kind of thing but but you've turned this into it's a proper business model isn't it yeah and and, and there's this method to the madness in in respects to how we work with people and how we attain the stock um but ebay is a, a good and a bad thing for this industry and it's not something we've really delved into because of that yeah uh, but what we've done is we've just not reinvented the wheel we've just operated as a normal business and I'm gone from there. And, and every time we work with a player or a TV and film star or anybody, we, we treat it as such and we make sure the numbers add up and, and it becomes feasible. And that's part of the reason we've been able to be here for so long. It's our fourth or fifth year in Meadowhall now and it's only growing. 
I'm finding this fascinating because this is kind of busting all the myths for me. Because again, when I think about, so if I think about, I don't know, someone that's selling a signed shirt on eBay, I imagine them like queuing up outside the player's entrance after a match, waiting for that player to come out, getting them to sign it, then putting it on eBay. How does it work here? Yeah, I mean, I've never really spoke about it, but there's nothing actually wrong in doing that. We don't do that. We don't autograph hunt as it is yeah um we work with a couple when it comes to tv and film let's make it clear that we can't do signings with tv and film all the time it's yep. it's impossible there's not not enough money in the world i'm afraid so we do work with a couple of people who do that they've been here for a long time and they're yep. well trusted and, and they're the only two people we use but how we do it is obviously we approach the players we approach the the stars uh, their agents or them personally if we know them if we have a relationship with them yeah and and we pay them for their signature and, and, you know, it does mean that the price goes up, but it also guarantees that you don't have to have any of those worries that you have on eBay. You know, you get photo proof, you get video proof, you get... Yeah. And that's part of the reason we've grown so quickly is because we've got to do signs with players that other people haven't. And we've got to work with other companies who are working with players we can't get to. And it's, it's, it's improved people's opinion of how autographs are attained, I think. Yeah. Um, but again, there's, there's still nothing wrong with autograph hunting. It's just something as a company we don't we don't go down or work towards. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, that's good to know. So tell us about some of the people that you have worked with. The first person we ever worked with, the first person I ever worked with before we became the fan cave was was mainly Sheffield Wednesday players. So the first one I ever worked with was David Hurst, right? And that was that was really my first ever signing. And I, I think I, I had all the money I had left in my account to try and get that signing. It wasn't a lot of money. It was it was because obviously growing up on Wednesday fan, doing a sign with David Hurst and John Sheridan and Chris Waddle and people like that and Roland Nielsen, the glory days. Yeah, they they were like I was doing signings with, and eventually I was just a vanity project. I was just meeting all the players I wanted to meet as a as a kid <laughs> and getting as much signed stuff from them as possible uh, and then selling it. But now, most recently, obviously we're still doing Wednesday and obviously United because we've got a shop in Sheffield. We do a lot with Sheffield United as well. But most recently, we've done players like Paul Scholes, Declan Rice. Uh, we've done Phil Foden quite a lot, Sergio Aguero, Sadio Mane, Alan Shearer, James Madison. We're, we're trying to focus on a lot of English-based footballers in the Premier League, top half the league, with it being a World Cup year as well and the success in the Euros. Yeah, That worked really well for us and, and, and moving forward we're going to try and do a lot more with those players. Amazing. What sells more than Wednesday stuff or United stuff? So this is a topic in the office. <laughs> um, my business partner Martin is a, is a VP at Sheffield United. You'll think otherwise, but historically, Sheffield stuff, Sheffield Wednesday stuff has always sold more. It's it's basically if it wasn't for me selling Sheffield Wednesday stuff, this wouldn't be this whole business wouldn't be here. Yeah. But historically, Sheffield Wednesday stuff sells more, and we are angry in half the city. I think obviously the last fifteen twenty years they've had a lot more to shout about, but historically, when it comes to the older players, Wednesday have had Waddle, Hurst, you know, it's endless lists of really really good players, Sheridan, and because of that, at the moment Wednesday sells a lot better. What's the the kind of the one item that you've had in that you've been like the proudest of to to get? We once had a, a shirt worn by Muhammad Ali that was given to him by President Marcos. Was it Thriller Manila? I think it was. And and they were on stage. I think it was it Foreman. I'm in case my boxing knowledge is right, I'll get corrected. Right. But <laughs> he was given. They didn't give Foreman anything, and they gave uh, a traditional shirt to Muhammad Ali as part of the introductions of the interviews at the start. And we purchased that for a client. And I remember that, even though he didn't wear it in a fight, it was a piece of history. It was a one of the most famous fights of all time. Muhammad Ali, the greatest boxer of all time. I just remember being like, when I was kind of framing it and stuff like that, I was like, this is ridiculous. 
Like, I shouldn't be having this. It doesn't belong to me. <laughs> That's big, uh, big league stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You mentioned then about um, obviously getting that f- for a client. So mm. I'm guessing by that that you've got kind of people that will regularly come to you that perhaps want certain things. Yeah. I guess you also maybe get people coming in the shop saying, can you get such and such? What are kind of like some of the more unusual things you've been asked for? <laughs> it's it's Yeah, we get a lot of requests all the time, but then obviously cost comes into it. You get people coming in all the time saying, can you get something signed by Elvis? Or have you got anything by Elvis? Like, <laughs> no, no, I want. I wasn't alive. I don't it's know anyone. It's a tricky one to get hold of. <laughs> yeah, these days. Uh, and then obviously the Beatles and people like that, and and, and they are quite attainable. There's there's, there's a company specialises in that. But when you come back to them with the prices, you know, you're talking of six, seven thousand, eight thousand pounds upwards. People don't realise the value in them. And and but we do have a lot of collectors who come in, and we try and source. We can't source everything. The reality is some things just. If it's real, there's not a million of them in the world and everyone yeah. wants one. But yeah, we got a lot of people coming in asking for weird stuff. I remember years ago working with a framing company and someone brought in a, a, a worn pair of Kylie Minogue underwear and think, ah, how, how do you even get that? <laughs> like, uh, is that? Does that not border on weird? Um, but every, each their own. And, and in this in memorabilia, this, you know, it's whatever you want it to be. That's about as specialist as it as it gets, <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Kylie yeah. underwear. Do you, um, do you often kind of hit a brick wall where you approach players or or you know film stars who just don't want to do it don't want to get involved yeah you what we constitute as a lot of money to some of these people isn't and it's their time and their effort and some people are really you know that they've got a lot of people around them that are clued up and and you try to say to them that this is what your signature's worth this is what your autograph's worth uh, you don't want to insult them and some people just don't want to do it yeah uh, and it's normally the people that you don't expect to be like that you know we did a signing with phil ford last week and he couldn't do any more for us. He, mm. you know, he was showing us his his messy shirts, match worn shirts, his Neymar shirts. Like it wasn't a formal thing. He was happy to sign. He sat there and signed everything we took. Obviously, we paid him for it, but it didn't stop there. He was sharing stories. And but sometimes it goes the other way. Agents and commercial and image rights. Yeah. And you have to worry about all these things. And when you're talking to them, sometimes you realise the reward's not as great as what you thought it was and the costs are too much and you have to walk away which is hard for me because I always want to get that name in the shop or yeah. I want to do something no one else has done but that's the reality sometimes you, you do it a brick wall and it, it's more frequent than you'd like it to be See this is a question I'm not even sure how to phrase this because I think back to so similar to you I grew up big Wednesday fan mm. and I used to go down to the training ground and you could like you know the players would pull up in there uh, mm. at the time very modest cars mm. it was a it was a different time of football uh, and I had my autograph book and you'd ask oh, can you sign it to James and mm. stuff like that and and that seems to have changed a bit now because you know youngsters kind of I don't want to say kids today but you know what I mean are more about kind of getting selfies and stuff and actually that autograph side of it is maybe not as big have you noticed a difference from 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 that is it is it kind of people perhaps kind of like older generations that are still after signed stuff or or, or is there still interest from younger no, people? No, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of interest from younger people. Our, our target audience is quite quite broad. Right. We have people coming in here in the early teens wanting to buy something in the cheaper pile with the pocket money and we, we do get the older generation. I think the older generation are more critical of what we do. Right. Because they're of the notion of what you just said of, well, I can just go get it for free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you can and I have no issue with that. It's harder than it used to be. You try and get near a, yeah. you know, Man United training ground and get the, the end to pull up and, and you're also competing with people who are getting them to sell on eBay. Yeah. But it is, it is. And, and But what we do is a bit different. When people talk about the, the autographing side of it, we just say we're providing a full product. Like we don't, we pay the players for this. 
we've got our overheads, we've got the framing costs, we frame everything in-house. Everything's done. We don't outsource anything. So it's going to cost a little bit more, but it saves all the effort. You don't have to go and hang about the training ground you don't, to get a little squiggle. Because back in the day as well, the, hist- like, the history of the, the autographs and stuff, if you look at the older players, I'm trying to think, like Jimmy Greaves. Like Jimmy Greaves had a really nice signature. You could clearly say it said Jimmy Greaves. Right. Now, if you go to someone now who plays in the Premier League, you might get an initial. Yeah. You might just get a line. <laughs> like you, you might not get anything. I remember Kevin De Bruyne's is basically just two lines. Right. And you're like, it's not a signature, is it? <laughs> it's like, like a modern shape. art, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it has it, across the board it's changed. When we're obviously when we're doing signings with them, we're kinda of asking for a full autograph so it, it's identifiable. Yeah. Um, when you go graphing as it is, you don't really get that anymore. You yeah. just get rush squiggles. So yeah, it's 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 a changed it's a changed thing from when we were younger, I think. Couple more questions that I wanted to ask you. Um, do you think there's anything significant about the fact that you've done this in Sheffield? Is is there? Uh, a, do you think this 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 business could work anywhere in the country, or do you think there's anything specific? And, and I guess that's either from a customer point of view or like the business community of, mm. of of Sheffield point of view. Or do you think you could pick this up and move it anywhere? I think realistically, you could pick it up and move it. The reason it's worked so well here for us in Sheffield is because, and we're talking, I know we try not to talk about us just being a sports memorabilia shop, and we do sell a lot of TV yeah. and film, but because of Wednesday and United, and even Rotherham and, and, and Doncaster and Leeds is close, yeah. because of the football base and how much it means in Sheffield, it's made it a lot easier. I think if I was to take this somewhere else, to a city where there's just one club, mm-hmm. it would be the setup would have been so much harder. Yeah. Obviously, now we work on a more national scale in terms of the clubs we provide for mm-hmm. and the players we provide for. But fundamentally, it wouldn't if it wasn't for Sheffield. There would no. There would be nowhere else I would I would do this other mm-hmm. than Sheffield because of the people in it and how passionate they are about the football clubs and how accessible the ex players are and how much they're willing to do in terms of with people. I think in some cities you wouldn't get that. In Manchester, I know this shop in Manchester and stuff. I'd, it's not as easy. I know it's not as easy because I've tried to work with some of my new players. It's yeah. not It's not easy. It's hard work. Whereas in Sheffield, although they're not where they need to be, both clubs right now, it's still it's still appealing to people. People are still, League One, League Two, it don't matter. They'll still want to meet the players. They'll still want to buy a signed product. They'll still want to do something with the clubs. And I think for that reason alone, the city as a whole is just... It's just easy to easy to work with and be a part of. I know I said I'd only got two more questions left, and I lied because I've got an extra question Go to on, ask yeah. you. But my last proper question, mm-hmm. and you you've maybe touched on part of the answer to this there, which is kind of what happens next. And I was originally going to phrase that as: is this kind of like fan cave one of potentially many? It sounds like you're maybe not kind of thinking about that kind of idea at the moment in terms of expanding into other places. But what what do you think the future looks like? Well, hopefully, we, we we continue to grow our reputation. Like locally, I think we've we've done all right. I think most people that know the store, know what we do. Even if you're not a fan of football or music or TV, you'll know that this shop exists. And that was target number one, really, to become established and trusted in this city yep. more than anyone else. But now it's about it's about gaining trust nationally. I think opening shops in other other cities would be it'd be a hard slog trying to maintain stock levels because our online sales are so, so strong and this shop's so strong. To move to another city and open. I think I wouldn't want them sleepless nights. I'd, I'd, you know, you'd have to pay to do more signage. You'd have to buy more stock, and 
there's not really anybody doing that. There's not somebody in the memorabilia world opening several shops, and there might be a reason for that. And I do think it's down to accessibility of stock and making sure you keep everything authentic. As soon as you start expanding, you start needing more stock, you start getting more desperate. People would cut corners, and, and we're not willing to do that. Yeah. And I'd rather expand our online presence and how we operate around the country. It might be that we do pop-up stalls and pop-up shops in different cities around certain events like we've done with the Ronnie O'Sullivan shop when the World Championships on, we open a, a World Championship store. We could do that around different cities, uh, but as permanent fixtures go, I think uh, right now it's maybe too much of a push. Fair enough. If you are not a football fan, you can probably switch off now because that's the easy questions out of the way, Dan. <laughs> I want your predictions for the season for our local teams <laughs> and predictions for the World Cup. Who's going to be Who's going to be lifting it? Is it coming home again? I could do with it. Um, <laughs> I could do with it coming home really well. I think they've got every show. I, I really like England. Obviously, I try, and talk to, <laughs> try not to think on a commercial side. I could really do England winning it. <laughs> so I'm going to say England, just out of uh, pure desperation. Uh, locally, I've got to be careful what I say, because I get pulled up on all the, all the anti-Chef United stuff I say. Uh, I think United will do okay. I think they'll be all right. I think they'll finish in the top 10. I think... We discussed this in the office and Nathan gets so angry about it. <laughs> I do think they'll finish the top 10. I think the playoffs would be a great season for them. Sheffield Wednesday, I think anything but promotion is a failure. And they've, they've, they've got to finish in the top. Yeah. Minimum the playoffs. And even that, you'd be kind of shaking your head going, come on. Top two or nothing. Top really. two or nothing, really. And I think, they've, they, you know, with Barry Bann and Lee Gregory, people like that staying, you've got to hope. Yeah. But you're tired of hope. <laughs> I'm so tired of hoping all the time. And then Rotherham as well. I think Rotherham, Rotherham would, it'd be a great achievement if they stayed out of the bottom three. Yeah. Uh, if they carry on like they have done, Warren's a great manager, isn't he? So I think they'll be all right as well. And yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's weird time. Both Barnsley and Doncaster had fairly bad seasons. Do you get many of their their, their things in? Is the, no, I'm fair to Barnsley's commercial team. I spoke to them about it before. Um, they do their own squad sign stuff. Right. And I think the, the fans of the club know that. So for fair. me to put it in here and, and compete with the club wouldn't be fair. Yeah. And Doncaster as well. We have in the past done some Doncaster stuff. Obviously, James Coppinger is always going to be popular. Of course. But again, I think the club make it quite accessible for them. There's no real point in us trying to compete. We can support them if they ever wanted that. But right now, Rotherham, Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, they're the three clubs that really work with us closely. Yeah. Or trying to work with Sheffield Wednesday closer, and obviously uh, we we do a lot of framing for for the clubs and and their uh, match the hospitality and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, they're the three clubs that that we have most demand for and that we kind of facilitate as best we can. Brilliant, Dan. Thank you. No worries. Thank you so much.